things that are being said about me. It's almost, you know, to think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career and not be a student of the game and not 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 have that passion and not not take this serious is is almost it's disrespectful and it's it's almost it's it's almost a joke you know um it's to me i'm flattered you know i'm, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size i can go out there and not prepare for the game and not um not take it serious it's it's it's, it's disrespectful i feel like to my peers to all the to all the the great athletes and great players that are in this league this game's too hard uh to, to play the position that i play in this league it's 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 too hard, and and I don't do this often. I don't talk about myself, but today I feel like I have to, and so I'm a list of accolades. You know, to go 43 and 0 in high school in Texas. Some are gonna say, oh, it's high school. That's cool, but nobody else has done it. Um, go to college, win the Heisman, get drafted number one overall to the NFL, get drafted number nine overall to the MLB. Again, no one's ever done it. Offensive Rookie of the Year, two-time Pro Bowler, and you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not six seven two two thirty. I don't throw the ball 85 yards. Um, I'm I'm already behind the eight ball, uh, and I can't you know I can't afford to take any shortcuts. No pun intended. You know th- those are those those things you can't accomplish if you don't take the game serious, if you don't prepare the right way. Pretty wild. Talked about it. You know, whenever it it first showed up publicly that they had that amendment in Kyler Murray's contract. I still believe that it was a a calculated move by the GM, probably an uncalculated move by Kingsbury. And what's left is they put Kyler Murray in a position where anytime he has a bad game, anytime you know he's not maybe at his best, they they're gonna throw this this amendment back out well you know they did say that he doesn't prepare so you know maybe that's what happened he wasn't ready for this game you could tell you know some of his throws were off he didn't know what the defense was doing i mean it's it's a way for the the front office there to be able to point all of the criticism at kyler murray instead of accepting any yeah on their own yeah this is the first um you know, mega deal that a quarterback gets in the NFL where it's not just, oh, wow, he got paid. Yeah, good for him. The conversation was negative instead of positive for Kyler. That's unfortunate yeah. for him. And that's um, – I think that that is probably, if it didn't exist already, it's probably breeded a very – I mean, I don't know how that can't breed a, you know, sort of a hostile environment between the two parties. Yeah, it, well, it, I, that's why I said I feel like, and I could be wrong on this, it's just kind of a, just like a gut instinct, but I think Kingsbury probably, you know, the one thing about Kyler Murray is as athletic he's, as he is and as talented as he is, the dude actually can do way more than most people. There's a lot of quarterbacks that have to spend hours and hours and hours and hours on film preparation because they don't have the physical tools that Kyler Murray has. Yeah, exactly. Right? And Kingsbury, I can understand saying, dude, with with your ability, if we can if we can get you a little bit ahead of the curve 
on the mental aspect and the preparation aspect, then, you know, the ceiling is unlimited. So I could understand him wanting to put something like that in there. But to make it all public, you know, instead of having this conversation between themselves, I, it you're left with this situation where he's going to shoulder all of the criticism, all of the blame for anything that happens. So pretty weird, pretty weird situation, honestly. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to this. College football's 25 biggest brands in 2022, ranked by 24-7 sports. So this is basically the top 25 programs in terms of brand recognition according yeah. to prep athletes. All right, so ha- have you seen this list, by the way, before I ask where you think no, they're ranked? No, I'm pulling it up. No, okay, well, to. don't look at it just yet. Like, Tell me where you think – where do you think OU's ranked in this? Oh, let's see. Brand. This is according to prep athletes. According to prep athletes, I would say, uh, I would say probably fringe top ten, like okay, between eight and twelve. All right, uh, twenty-five to twenty. South Carolina at twenty-five. Maryland. Oh, you remember when we got compared to Terps. Maryland? Yeah they're, yeah, they're at twenty-four. Mississippi State at 23, Michigan State at 22, Auburn at 21. Not a whole lot to note there for me. Right. Uh, UCLA at 20, USC at 19. Wow. Tennessee at 18, Florida State at 16, Michigan at 16. USC all the way back at 19. That is – I'm led to believe that that's not the case. Well, when is the last time USC – was really in the national conversation. They've had a couple of flashes, but really, if you're talking about prep athletes, uh, kids that are 18 and and younger, I guess most kids are going to be 17 and younger at this point before they hit their senior year, it's not surprising that USC doesn't rank very high. Yeah, 16, they won the Rose Bowl, and 17, they lost the Cotton Bowl to Ohio State, but... Yeah, outside that, man, not a whole lot to show for it. uh, At 15, Ole Miss is at 15. Lane Kiffin has certainly helped that. Recency. Yeah, North Carolina is at 14. Penn State is at 13. Notre Dame's at 12. Florida's at 11. Any takeaways there? Yeah, I'm surprised Notre Dame is as far back as that. Yeah. I feel like they're branded pretty well. Miami at 10. Oregon at 9. Notice no OU just yet. Texas at 8. A&M at 7. Miami at 10 is... That just lets you know the capabilities at Miami. They've been terrible, Tyler, for how long now? Well, as long as USC... I mean, USC may have had a better previous five years than Miami has had. And they're still a top ten brand according to prep athletes. Think about that. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, it is. Texas back at eight, um, basically saying that you know joining the SEC very soon will make revenue numbers and visibility soar. Well, I mean, we'll see. Right. What? Who was nine? Uh, nine was Oregon. Yeah. Huh. Oregon's got a really good brand. But it has a. It, I mean, don't you think that when kids think of Oregon, they think of cool, trendy? Yeah. Yeah. 
Which is, I mean, that's a good thing to have as a program. What's interesting is, you know, Oregon's going to be placed up here, and I don't know who the rest of the group is going to be, but they're going to be placed around a bunch of programs that have multiple national championships. LSU at six is one of those programs. Previous three head Mm -hmm. coaches won a national championship. Clemson is at number five. They've won two here recently. And here's Oklahoma at number four. 24-7 24-7 says, according to prep athletes, OU has the number four brand recognition right now. I'm surprised. I thought yeah. that I, I – I, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. I'm, I'm just surprised that they were ranked at number four. I right. thought you like fringe top ten, somewhere right around there. But they're branded pretty good. You know, they got a good logo. They've got the Jordan situation that helps out a lot. Yeah, that's – that's pretty good. Pretty impressive. The most recognizable brand in the Big 12 along with Texas. Oklahoma is a major win for the SEC in realignment. All right. Georgia is at three coming off a title. Ohio State is at two. And, of course, Alabama is at number one. Those are the teams you want to be included with yeah. right now. No doubt about that. That's Those are the teams you want to be included with. So, which goes back to the whole situation of, I. it's still weird that someone would leave the number four brand for the number 19 brand. Now, I fully recognize and fully admit that USC has a really, really high ceiling. They do, but... It's still still weird. Yeah, come on. He was doing it for his family, man. It's his best move for his family. You heard him. It's all about family. Yeah. That's why he well, did it. Come on. Family and money, which you know, I don't there's there's been all kinds of different rumors of what that salary is, but it's gotta be huge. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean it's north of ten million, don't you think? Or right at ten yeah. million? It's gotta be yeah, it's gotta be right at that spot. If uh Ed O was getting what nine and a half at LSU whenever they kind of knew what they had then yeah I would think so uh text line Baker Kyler and Hertz really helped Oklahoma well, I, I no think doubt. I think they're still helping Oklahoma they yep. start starting quarterbacks in the league and Kyler getting paid certainly doesn't hurt um either but yeah man OU at number four that's got to make you feel good for you know just recruiting purposes and that's playing out so far how they have landed a recruit in every single time. They've landed, well, not the mountain time zone. I guess they only have one. But the others on the uh, continental U.S., they've landed like two from the Pacific time zone, two from the eastern time zone. So they're all over the country right now, and it sounds like in less than two hours at 6 o'clock, they're going to land a four-star defensive lineman from Kissimmee, Florida, and Derek LeBlanc. This is um, this is big time, man. OU, Florida, Penn State are the three that he's deciding uh, on today. But all the crystal balls point towards OU. Here's your um, interior defensive lineman that you've been waiting on for quite some time, OU fans. Yeah. It's not shocking, especially whenever you consider that, you know, OU football is what it is and what it has been. Plus you had all of the drama throughout the – the offseason, which is, you know, you could say what you want about it, but it puts the University of Oklahoma 
some positive, some negative, but constantly in the discussion what's happening across the country. And that's that's branding. And then you've got baseball in a national championship, softball in a national championship, pretty constant in the uh, in the conversation of, of college football yeah. or of uh, college athletics, rather. Um, good point by the text line. The Jordan logo's definitely got to help as well. Has to. Has to. I agree. That brand recognition tank uh, ranking proves once and for all that the argument of missing a playoff so we can actually win a bowl game is stupid. God, that's the take <laughs> of the day right there. Man, that's <laughs> so accurate. Thank you. Right. Right. Well, right. I'd rather just go to the Sugar Bowl this year so we don't get embarrassed. Can we please ban that from the show this season? I don't care what the situation is. I don't care if it looks like Alabama can win the Super Bowl and OU would be the four seed in the playoff. Always right. go to the playoff. Always, always, always. Have to. Have to. They, um, they're getting some dudes right now defensively, man, and they're not, they're not done yet. McCory Vickers, four-star DB out of Tallahassee. A lot of people feel good about him. Jacoby Johnson, four-star athlete, would probably play defense here. He's from Mustang. Um, everyone feels really good about him ending up at OU. DJ Hicks, five-star defensive lineman. OU's got a puncher's chance there. This is a defensive recruiting class I don't think that we've seen recently. We'll see if they get developed or not. I have confidence that they will be once they arrive on campus. But what do you think the defensive recruiting pitch sounds like right now from Miguel Chavis, from Todd Bates, from Brent Venables, and everyone else on staff? What What is that? We made fun of Jimbo's pitch, but what does OU's pitch sound like? Well, I, I think their pitch is, you know, that they're going to turn it around. They're going to uh, be known for their defense. Like, that's what this thing is going to be. Um, they've got a, a good pedigree, a good track record, not just as a university, but also as a staff of developing excellent defensive players. And, and then it's obviously going to be all the things that we've heard Venables talk about as far as the holistic approach with uh, with player development there. So, I mean, I think it's, think it's all those things that we've continued to hammer home. What do you think about the LeBlanc kid? Uh, I mean, I think he's a really good player. I I guess I'm more interested in the message that it sends, that they go down to Florida again and get an elite defensive player away from a, you know, pretty good SEC program. They continue to do that. They continue to go to areas, you know, really the southeast. And I I see a lot of prospects that OU's in on that has a whole lot of SEC offers – and I see OU winning these battles. Like, that's significant to me. That's the real story with this is that this staff hasn't coached a game yet at OU. That's why I asked right. you what you think that they're selling. Like, they don't really have any – I mean, they have what they did at Clemson but not at OU, and still they're figuring out a way to out-recruit some of these SEC programs that have played elite defense recently. That's – right. That's I mean, that's important. That's significant to me. Right. What does it look nope. like once they actually – I mean, if it happens as soon as this year, what does the 24 class look like defensively if OU looks significantly better on defense and is trending towards, yeah, defense at OU might be back? It's going to improve, and it's going to continue to improve. Um, I, 
like we've we've talked about, uh, they could make a real run here in this recruiting class at some big time defensive lineman edge type of players. Um, but next year's is already in a really good spot, so it's just going to continue to get better. Yeah, you know, as Todd Bates is able to develop those relationships at a new place at, at Oklahoma and. You know, they get closer to the SEC, and maybe, you know, we, we start to see some announcements made about about timing on the SEC. It's all going to continue to help. Is it too premature of me to have the take that, you know, we'll see if they win a national championship or not, but I don't – like. I feel like the staff is going to get the players necessary in recruiting to put themselves in a position to win a national championship on both yeah. sides. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 it was. If I had a concern with this initial hire, it was all right. Let's see if they can. Let's see if they can consistently recruit. Let's see if they can consistently bring in the type of players and depth that they need to win in the SEC. And I, small sample size, I realize that, but also they haven't coached a game here, and they're they're getting dudes. So I, I don't. That's not a worry of mine anymore. I feel like they'll get the players necessary to to win a title. They'll have the yeah. talent level. Well, um, I I feel I feel about the same as you do. Feel the same as you do. Now, with the way that things are trending, I think you said the other day they were at number seven. Right? Is that the highest they've been in this yeah. team ranking so, so far? Yeah, seven. You thought that that was going to be where they end up. Yeah. Uh huh. You still feel like that's kind of the ceiling. Well, they're going to be at 6, I guess, today if they get Derek LeBlanc at 6 p.m. But, yeah, because Alabama's making such a strong push. Um, Georgia, you know, is going to have a great class. a and M, I'm sure they're going to make a charge up. But, yeah, I, I'd say I think they end up with the number 6 overall class. Yeah. Okay, so you've moved it up one. Yep. Six. Yep, 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 yep. All right. What if they get the uh, – who's the big five-star D-tackle? Uh, David Hicks, what, number are you, six overall player. Um, we're are you talking, banking on that one? Like, that's if they get that, they'll be at six, or is that no, I'm not, not something? No, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even banking that one. So, you do bank that one, and they'll be top five. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he is the determining factor whether you get a top five class or not this year. If oh, not, really? If not, you're right outside. But if you get him, then I think you sneak in the top five. Yeah. Perhaps. And it just continues the uh, the momentum, right? As as more big-name yeah. guys start to go somewhere, it's easy for other big-name guys that have maybe had that feeling. But, you know, I, you just you get a little uh, a groundswell there, and you feel like it's way easier to make that decision. So, Fascinating. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. I-44, exit 107.
Citra Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number two of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. And before we get back to the text line, I just got to tell you, it's the best start to my day when I wake up, check my Twitter timeline, and I see you uh, not really arguing today, but... um, and I don't even know if picking a fight is the correct word, but what you did to Brandon Walker of Barstool Sports earlier today, basically telling him that his opinion of OU sucked. I I didn't do anything to him. What do you mean? Well, I and I don't – yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know exactly what to call it, but he said, Nebraska was much better than its record. Casey Thompson is an upgrade at quarterback. Defense will be good. Game is at home against an OU team that downgraded across the board. And you put up the quote, downgraded across the board. Whatever you call that, I enjoy that when yeah, I see that. Just, I was just highlighting what he said to so people made sure to see it and take note that everyone continues to think that Oklahoma, quote, downgraded across the board, whatever that means. Like every single position and coaching spot on the team has been downgraded, I guess is what that means. I I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Um, I don't have a problem with people saying that Nebraska beating Oklahoma is uh, an upset that they're picking or you know think that's a spot that Oklahoma could stumble. Early on for Coach Venables in the season, their first road trip, Dylan Gabriel's first road trip as quarterback going to be the biggest environment he's probably ever played in. I think there's, I think there's reasons people could look at that and make it a, a pick or, you know, a, a long shot chance of Nebraska pulling that off. Maybe it's not even that long. I don't know, but I thought the statement that Oklahoma has downgraded across the board was just interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, especially when I saw his ranking for top seven Big 12 quarterbacks this year, and he has Dylan Gabriel at number one. So, I don't know what he means by downgraded, but he's got Dylan Gabriel as the best quarterback in the league. Well, here's what's interesting. If you're going to say that Oklahoma downgraded at quarterback, you can't – it's not necessarily fair – to compare what you expect at quarterback this year from what you expect from Caleb Williams three years from now. right? You have to compare what you get at quarterback this year compared with what you had at quarterback last year. Sure. Right? That's how you determine on whether or not they upgraded or downgraded. And I think it's totally reasonable to assume or to predict that what you get at quarterback this year is much better, much more consistent than what you had last year. Not a guarantee, but I think it's—I think that's a reasonable take. Oh, I mean, if at OU, I mean, I think that's the expectation. I mean, I this team is not going to be nearly as good as I think it is if they don't have that consistency on a week-to-week basis at quarterback. I am counting on that. Right. That is a large part of my prediction of this team winning the Big 12 and rattling off an 11-1 regular season. So, yeah, that'd be, that, that better happen if I'm going to be even remotely close to being right. Right. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. It seems to be a 
a fairly a fairly uh, common prediction out there. So hey, I don't know. I just thought it was noteworthy and, it, and it wanted is. to it, it, to it, share it, it. Brandon Walker, Barstool Sports. His uh, running mate Casey Smith, who once called me the dumbest M blanker ever at a bar in Dallas, also uh, had Dylan Gabriel as the uh, best quarterback in the Big Twelve. So that take actually held up. Uh, over time, yeah, I'm trying we'll to. I'm trying Brandon to buck Walker's it. Does. Ten years now, it's looking pretty good, but I feel like I'm on the verge. Ever though, I mean, there's been some bad takes out there, but I feel like Bud Elliott is about to overtake me on that. Right? Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Good stuff. Well, hey, these are all just takes. These are these are all just opinions. No one really knows what's truly going to happen until we see the season unfold. We're getting close. What are we? A week away today from whenever the University of Oklahoma reports for training camp. So the work's about to start. It's all been fun and games up to this point. Once training camp gets going. Dirty hard work done in the dark. Dirty hard work done in the dark. Or is it going to be dirty hard work done in the dark? Um... Are they still going to practice in the wee early hours of the morning to escape that heat, or are they actually going to practice in the afternoon this time around? I don't. That's interesting. For training camp, I bet they do most of it fairly early in the morning. I don't know that they're going to do it at 5 a.m., but my guess is they do it pretty early, but I don't know. Maybe they alternate that schedule and do do some early, do some in the evening since you can't have – double sessions uh maybe they kind of alternate the the timing of whenever they actually hold practice i don't know let me roll through a few texts here jim in arlington's jim in arlington says quote oklahoma can't recruit to the midwest to the farmland like usc can recruit to la in the sun and the palm trees in the beautiful weather colin cowter i guess he said that recently wow that's not looking so good in the current 2023 recruiting rankings well, that's just a – it's just, like, not a very good take historically. I mean, at their peak, can USC recruit really well? Yeah, they can. At times, have they been able to to put together really good classes? Yeah, they have. They haven't been consistent. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is just a guess on my part, but I would bet over the last decade, Oklahoma has recruited much better year in, year out than USC has. I am actually Other- I'm looking at that right now. Um, so you can finish that thought as I scroll down. But I'm all the way to the 2019 class. So I'm looking at this year, 2023, 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019. I'm looking at the – Previous five classes and counting this one, and so far USC's only had the better class in one of those. Well, they've had some good ones. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it too. They've had some good ones, but it's not it's not like it's consistent. It's not it's not every single year. But you know, it, it, here's where like 15, 16, and 17, they recruited great. They're in the in the top five almost every year. Well, what's the problem? Right? What's the problem? Sounds like there's a bit of Texas going on there. 
Sounds like there there's a bit of distraction going on there. Sounds like they're not able to get very much out of their really good recruit. Too much shopping. So, Is that what yeah. you're saying? Too, too many other things to do, I guess. You know, the beach, shopping. What else is there to do out there? Uh, go look at the Hollywood it. Stars. That's pretty fun. Ride the Ferris wheel. Go listen to some live music at Santa Monica Pier. Sit in traffic. Go to a Scientology church. Isn't that big out there? I don't know, uh, actually. I, I mean, I think, but is that it? Is that the only place? <laughs> I don't know. Like Tom Cruise is big in it, so I figured it'd be out west. Yeah. No, it's a good question. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. It is the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment "What Caught Teddy's Eye." Let's get to it. Story number one is. I think we just talked about this. Uh, this guy. Um. Nebraska wide receiver DeColdis Crawford. I don't know if you you saw this or not, this. but he's in Nebraska now and already got a nice NIL deal. SOS Heating and Cooling Air Conditioner Company has signed DeColdis Crawford to NIL deal. It's perfect. You got to love it. No, it is perfect because is he going to be the best player Nebraska has this year? I don't know. Maybe he could be. But um, the name fits. It's going to get national recognition. We're talking about it today. I don't know uh, if he's really going cool. to be the best player at Nebraska, but he's going to be the coldest. <laughs> oh, he's been sitting on that joke all day long. Hmm? Hmm? Wow. Unbelievable. I, I was actually pretty impressed with that. I'm not going to act like that was lame. That was actually pretty good. Sometimes, like sometimes the jokes are so good they're bad, and I think that may have been one of them. Um Next up, I saw this, and I had to laugh because it's kind of like something I would do. Mark Hubbard, PGA professional. He hits a shot, uh, day one Rocket Mortgage uh, golf tournament. Mm. He hits a shot, then throws his club in disgust, but the shot actually turns out to be a good one, and it's a hole-in-one. God, that is so you. I mean, that seriously, that is so you. If he was listening to uh, every little thing, it's going to be all right in the background, then I'd be like, yeah, that, that's Teddy. You actually did that. Uh, now, it was a great shot. It landed right on the front of the green and ran in. I don't know if he thought he left it short or what, but I, if for that to happen to me, it would have had to skip off the water or hit a tree and run over there, not not actually be a really good shot, but it was pretty funny. Um and then I saw this one. Did you see Daniel Castano take the uh, line drive off the face, Major League Baseball pitcher? It's so I, I cringe so hard when I see it's that man. Crazy, oh, I hate crazy, it. crazy. I I'm surprised something really, really bad hasn't happened. I know that it probably has, but at, at all levels. But God, you'd hate to see it right there on on national television. And then finally, uh, Bubba Watson is the latest that looks like he's going to be making the move to the uh, Live Golf uh, after everyone's been talking about it for a while now with him. They're 
they're steadily getting some some players, some notable players over there. It is interesting that it happens to be a lot of the most hated players on tour that are going. <laughs> it's a brilliant right? strategy, honestly. Funny. Brilliant strategy. That's all I got. Uh, there is no off-season for the greats, Teddy. That's what I've learned in my, what, 11 years now in sports radio is if you want to be the best, there can't be anything such as an offseason. And that's the case for Joey Chestnut, who on July 4th won the hot dog eating contest, but just yesterday also won the chicken fingers eating contest. He ate 44 Raising Cane's chicken fingers in just five minutes. The man is a beast. The man is a legend. And he continues to dominate the eating circuit. That's wild. That is wild. Uh, some of those things are so hard to wrap your head around. Uh, how that's even possible. You know? Jeez. Doesn't get nearly enough respect, in my opinion. Didn't even down, uh, down any of their delicious lemonade while he was doing it. So, makes it mm. even more impressive for me. I got an email today from Soonersports.com about some uh, mini-pass, like some ticket options that they have for anyone out there that's interested. How about the Boomer Mini Plan? Teddy, these start at just $230. You get your choice of one non-conference game, UTEP or Kent State, and then your selection of the Kansas State or Kansas game and the Baylor game. Now, hang on a second. What is this? It's a, uh, like, ticket packages that they're offering right now through OU. Okay. One mini plan. You get three tickets, right? You get to pick between the UTEP or Kent State game, the Kansas State or the Kansas game, and then you get the Baylor game. So I think the play here is simple. You go UTEP, you go Kansas State, and then, of course, you get the Baylor game along with that. What kind of offering is that, like, you get to choose between the Kansas and Kansas State game. Yeah, uh, who's going to choose the Kansas game? Well, I guess maybe, we got kids playing basketball that day, so we got to hit the Kansas say, game. I guess if you've got something that's already planned, like some horrible family member has planned a wedding uh, that weekend, you have to choose the Kansas instead of the Kansas State. But that's not a very difficult decision to make. Yeah, here's. Uh, Aren't these mini plans what we usually make fun of everyone else for selling? I made fun of Nebraska two days ago, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> There's the. Ex- yeah. Well, hey, the e- easy price of $230 in case you're interested on that. The Express Pass, which is $400, uh, it's their most flexible ticket option available, and it allows you to watch each game of the season from a different seat location. So. You know, if your current seat, you have someone annoying that's saying, you run the damn ball, Lincoln! Then <laughs> you can sit at different seats across the stadium instead for $400 hairs. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I guess if you're in the market for perhaps uh, maybe picking up a season ticket or you like a certain section, I guess maybe that's, that's the way to see the whole thing. But nice. Yeah, last one I have, um, Aaron Rodgers throwing some shade. I have the audio clip here. I can play it if you want. But the transcript of it is, you know, he was asked about Devontae Adams to Alan Lazard as wide receiver number one for the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers said, quote, I mean, it's always tough going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer from Devontae to Allen. It's going to be a transition, but he's capable of a lot. Well, 
did you see the so that is because like a week ago Devonte adams was asked about the difference between aaron Rodgers and Derek carr and he said it's going to be you know even whenever you're going from hall of famer to hall of famer the transition is difficult, and there's some things that you got to learn and everything. He's calling Derek Carr a Hall of Famer. That's what he's yeah, doing. So he got a lot of heat for that, even though he wasn't really necessarily calling Derek Carr a Hall of Famer. He was just saying, like, even if someone were to be in a situation where you were going from one Hall of Famer to the next, there would still be a transition there. Right. Uh, but he got a ton of heat for it. So I think Aaron Rodgers was just playfully kind of saying the same thing. Just to, uh, you know, get a quick little laugh. I don't think it was anything that was done because he was laughing whenever he said it. Well, he got a quick little laugh. I mean, the video got like 1.3 million views. that was tweeted out about it. Yeah, pretty funny, though. Aaron Rodgers is – he is slowly turned into, well, frankly, a hippie. I don't know if there's any other way to yeah, put it. Yeah, no, there is no other way to put it. Definitely a hippie. Um, he would, it's been a he would definitely fascinating choose Cal. transformation. He would definitely choose Cal all over again if he had to. You know, <laughs> Matt Corral said yesterday, yeah, I don't think I'd do Ole Miss all over again, take the easy way out. Aaron Rodgers would say, yeah, my final three are Cal, uh, Colorado, and probably Oregon would be his final three <laughs> in his recruitment. I, I am interested if you're going to pick the uh, – Packers to the Super Bowl for the ninth consecutive year on the show. It'll be interesting to yeah. see. I will. You know how I do it. I always make at least four or five different Super Bowl picks throughout the year. I don't. That's how it goes. I don't know why I'm laughing at this. It says, does Teddy really want to dance with someone? Will anyone do? That song. Can you hear the, that? Ted, I, I can hear every song that plays when you're there on Thursday. Is it that loud? I know whenever they flip the mic on and start, like, making announcements, I can't even hear myself Honest think. to God, every Thursday is like us doing a show from a sixth-grade dance is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, amazing. All right, we got to hit a timeout. Quick break. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bring you hour number two of The Rush. This may be like become the official, unofficial song of The Rush after we heard it for an entire segment behind you. Love it. This text says, why is Teddy's favorite song, Don't You Want to Dance, playing in the background, also Mitch Pete in my pool? Hmm. That's a, is, is that a song? Is that what that's saying? No, I just think he said a guy named Mitch peed in his pool, oh. but really asking why that was playing in the background. Uh, hey, they've got a constant soundtrack rolling here at Newcastle Casino. If uh, 
unfortunately, I'm placed directly under one of the in-house speakers. Yeah. If uh, you've ever wondered what three songs annoy Teddy the most, I actually have that. Um, here's song number one. Annoyance on the tin scale yep. here. That's number... Oh, that Of the three songs, I'm not sure. I know two of them you're going to play. I'm not sure the third. That one probably is number two. Is this number one? This is number one. <laughs> Just because your it. sister played it every morning? I love this yeah. song. Yeah, I hate it. I'm not it's afraid horrible. to use the word love on this Goo Goo Doll song. I like it quite a bit. I don't know how anyone could like it. It's just a dude whining Even and crying. Even moment passed me by, my life sucks really hard. Yeah, that's all the songs from that era. <laughs> and then uh, my, my guess at the third most hated song by you has got to be, I got to think every parent has at least one song their kid plays that they hate. So here's my guess at it. Tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, don't even ask why. I don't. Hey, this is on my playlist. <laughs> it's got some bass on it, though, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so proud that you know the lyrics to it. Yeah, Me, my son has graduated Me. from that one. Cheese, cheese, cheese. Yeah, we don't listen to that anymore. Now, you know what we listen to? Probably Lady Gaga's greatest hits is my guess. No, 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 no. We listen to, you know my son is obsessed with Godzilla, right? We listen to, like, the movie score, like the main, like the intro music for Godzilla on the way to school. Hmm. Just the, like, the instrumental, the the dramatic instrumentals of uh, Godzilla. Well... I don't know if that's worse or what we listen to is, I mean, basically the entire production of Hamilton. Are you familiar with Hamilton? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my wife listens to that. Oh, it's the worst. I I mean, I'd go see Hamilton at Broadway. I think that'd be awesome, but I don't want to have to listen to every song and an 11-year-old and her friends screaming it from the back seat. Have you have you seen it? It's on like Disney. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it before. I I haven't seen it it live, but it's good. It's catchy. Uh, Some of the songs are well done for watching the show. Nothing I really care to hear a second time. (laughs) You know, out of the context. Like you would go see it live in Broadway. um, I would. I would actually. I probably would, but. I I like I enjoyed watching it from my house. I don't know why. Uh, that's everything to you. You wouldn't have to yeah. leave your house for anything. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got the final hour next. Stay tuned.